This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's sports talk show. Nah, I don't eat eggs. You don't eat eggs? No. Ever? No. Scrambled? No. A hard-boiled egg? No. Listen Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Patrick Mahomes, the magic show, is here in Oakland pulling the rabbit out of the hat and handing the rabbit to Travis Kelsey. According to Jim is your home for the McPherson Bullpups. It's over! The Bullpups have knocked off Fish of the Age! And for the ninth time in school history, the Bullpups stand atop the state of Kansas! Everything happening in the sports world. Touchdown! And even some things not happening in the sports world. So you're more of a traditional Hark, Christmas Hark music. Hark the Herald Angels sing. I like that. Hark the Herald Angels oh, yeah. sing. Yeah, I like that. Now it's time for According to Jim. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell. Let's do this thing. Another edition of According to Jim right here on 96.7 FM KBBE. Or for those of you listening online worldwide, at midkansasonline.com. I'm Jim Joyner. Joining me as always, the most popular man in McPherson, at least building that reputation back up after a couple of days off, <laughs> Mr. Steve Sell. Steve, are you glad to regain your crown? I didn't know. There I can't were... wait for the the polls to come out. I didn't know there was a crown. Yeah, I, they ran a big poll. I, I don't. I, I think in the, the poll, November election. I think the polls are probably wrong. They said Steve Sell. Is it Taylor Robertson? Oh, Taylor T. Rob is the. She is the person. T. T. Rob's the most popular person to make first, and I'm a pale, pale imitation. <laughs> well, everybody's excited to see her on Saturday as the Oklahoma Sooners will be taking on Kansas State up in Manhattan. So it's there'll be one, a lot of McPhersonites making the trip. $1 admission, and I think it's $1. It costs more in gas money to get there than it will be to sit down, have a drink, have a snack, and watch the game. And I think the uh, McPherson High girls team is going up. I think Coach, That's right. I think Coach Strathman's got something arranged that the girls are going to go up and watch Taylor play. So be a strong McPherson contingent at Bramlage on Saturday night. I hope the – I mean, I'm, I'm not going, but it, is the is the game on TV? I would think – It's Fox, at 7 o'clock. I would think Fox Sports Net might have it. Who knows? But, you, you'll have to call your local cable provider. Or you can just call the radio station because that's what people <laughs> like to do to ask about yeah, games. It's, it's really funny. You know, we, have a, we get a lot of calls from people. About the most abstract things that you'd never guess. Like, Last year, somebody called and said, Hey, uh, what time does the KU game start on your station? And I said, Well, we don't carry the KU games. And they got mad. They said, Oh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, sorry, we're not an affiliate. Yeah, I mean, we have people call up and say, Do you know, is, is the bank open today? <laughs> and, and, you know, things like that. I mean, we get some of the most strange requests that, you know, people think we're smart. I don't know why, but... I don't know either. Because we're not. We try to be. We try we to be. We at least more. put on the facade. Oh, it's that, a facade. All that, right. that we are smart. Oh, yeah. Well, Steve, Big 12 basketball got back into play last night for eight of the ten teams. Three teams go on the road, pick up wins. Only one team wins at home, and it's probably the team with the biggest home court advantage. As the Kansas Jayhawks were winners last night, the Kansas State Wildcats were... Big-time losers last night as they lost by 20 to Texas. Which game do you want to talk about first? Let's talk about the KU game. Cause, okay. Because watch that. This KU team is absolutely maddening to me. I mean, 
Yeah, I know that you, they're you saw, to yeah, you. You saw me watching the KU game. Get it inside. Come on. Yeah, I mean. Uh, what uh, a terrible shot. That, yeah. That's what I heard for about two hours last night. They, I'm sorry. They weren't very good. They, now, defensively, first half, they were pretty good. Gave up just 25 points. But second half, I thought they were terrible. I really did. Offensively, they were not very good in the, in the second half. Well, they shot 421 for the game from three. Uh, they didn't play to their strengths. Uh, you know, Adoka was just dominating inside early. But Bill Self said it after the game. He's woefully out of shape. Now, I know a lot of that has to do that he didn't do much because of that injured ankle. But you can't tell me that he didn't do some riding of the bike. I mean, it looks like his he can go about four minutes, and then he is just gassed. But even with all of these complaints about the Jayhawks and going, oh, this is just not the same team, they started off Big 12 play with a top 25 conference win, and the only home team that won, even on a night that they didn't play very well, and they needed Dietrich Lawson for 37 minutes, Quentin Grimes for 35 minutes, and they fought off a couple of Oklahoma rallies in that second half. But this is a KU team that I think on the surface, everybody is just not sure about yet. Well, but last year was the same thing. Remember what we were saying? Yudoka Azubuki got hurt, and we're all sitting here going, how are they going to play against anybody? They have no size. They just find a way. And, and I think they're the clear, clear best team oh, in the are. Big 12 right Adoka, now. Adoka, of course, doesn't play the last four minutes because he's a brick mason at the free throw line. You can't, 37%. You can't play him in the last four minutes. You really, I don't know why Oklahoma didn't foul Marcus Garrett more. I mean, he's another, he's a 50%. Or every time he goes to the line, I utter my favorite line, just make one. Because when he makes, oh, I thought you were saying a four-letter word, and I went, no. "Yeah, you muttered a few four-letter." Yeah, words my last favorite night. line when Marcus Garrett goes to the free throw line is just make one. Now the freshman in the backcourt last night, uh, Quentin Grimes' numbers are a little skewed. I think he was six of eleven, but five of those were layups. He was one of six from three. Uh, really, again, he didn't. He he missed some wide open threes. He's got to knock that shot down forty percent of the time. Anyone that thinks he's one and done, you're high. <laughs> I'm sorry. You gotta be. You gotta be sniffing well, something. Xavier Henry was a one and done. Yeah. Who was the guy a couple yeah, but of years Xavier ago? Xavier Henry could shoot better than Quentin Grimes. There was a guy a couple of years ago that was a one and done that I was surprised about. Cliff Alexander. What's he doing now? Is he on? A, is he on an NBA team? He, oh no, he's bumming around in the G League probably. <laughs> Sheck Diallo. Now I think Sheck is in free Sheck. I think Sheck is in the NBA. They've had a lot of those guys that. Went one and done, and they had no business. You know who I thought would have was just a wild one and done at KU was Kelly Oubre. I didn't see it with from with him no, that and, year, and he's and, t- and he's doing really well. Well, and Josh Selby, you remember? Oh, I forgot. He about was about Josh the most Selby. celebrated one and done. They he played had. about twelve games. Yeah, played. Yeah, he was. He. I don't know what the problem was. He only played twelve games or ten games, whatever it was. But he, you know, he just vanished. He's he's a basketball vagabond. He's probably not even in the G League. He's probably playing pickup ball at the YMCA and, you know, probably, I don't know, bagging groceries or something. I don't know. This was the highest scoring Big 12 game of the night last night, and it seems crazy because the KU offense didn't look any good. They score 70 points and win relatively easy. So they beat Oklahoma. It's a top 25 win. Coming up next for the Jayhawks, they'll be playing again on Saturday on the road in Ames, which is a place where they never really play very well. Let's look to K-State in Texas from last night, okay. Steve. Yeah, because we were going back and forth. I would, I would estimate we watched 70% of the KU game. 
and then would flip it back and watch 30, 35% of the K-State game. As we were following both games, they were at about the same spot the entire way. And the biggest takeaway is K-State can't score. They can't score. 22 points in the first half, 25 in the second half. Kamal Stokes got hurt during warm-ups, apparently. That's always great. Because he didn't didn't play. And, of course, Dean Wade, the preseason Big 12 player of the year, he's out at least another month, more like six weeks. And even then, when he comes back, his conditioning is going to be terrible. You know, he's, he's going to be rusty. And I picked K-State fourth in the Big 12, and I think that was – I a, just don't see it. I don't see it. Man, it, they haven't beaten anybody really good this year. They've no. Really, they have not. And Bruce Weber, of course, he's out there on the court half the game, high talker, you know, squeaking, <laughs> squeaky. And, uh, you know, without Stokes and without Dean Wade, Barry Brown wasn't very good from what we watched. Yeah, he had eight points, three I, out of ten I shooting. don't know what's happened to Xavier Sneed. I thought he would have a breakout year. I I was looking for Xavier Sneed to score maybe 15, 16 a game. He had nine last night. Yeah, and uh, – uh, Cardi- McCall Mayween was the leading scorer at 13 points a game. Cardi- Cardier Jada. Or however you yeah, pronounce he's got, it. He had six last yeah, night. Yeah, and he was throwing up. But look at the minutes that their starters have to play. Jada played 34. McGurl played 30. Barry Brown played 37. Sneed, 33. And Mayween played 29. So their starting five played three quarters of the game. And what's scary is their best three players are seniors. So Bruce Weber, he better go to town on recruiting because this Trice, I think it was Alonzo Trice or something. Maybe it wasn't Alonzo, but Trice is his last name. And it's a little scary. He was supposed to be this big impact player. How many minutes did he have? You have the box still there? He didn't play. He played a whopping three minutes with one rebound. Wow. And then Levi Stockard, he's the human foul. He, he played 11 minutes. How many fouls? Two. Well, that's pretty good for him. Normally he has four and about 11 <laughs> Just minutes. Just five and a half yeah. Yeah, minutes once, per foul. Yeah. So their bench isn't very good. And then, you know, Bruce Weber came out a few weeks ago and says, I have faith in... Pearson McAtee, who... He played one minute. He had a club one trillion, as they call it. One minute with no shots, no rebounds, no assists, no steals, nothing. It was like he wasn't even there. Club trillion. Okay. As you show up, play one minute, and that's it. Yeah. And so I think this K-State team, especially if Stokes is... I'm assuming Stokes' injury can't be too bad if he sprained an ankle and warm up, but... Kamal Stokes helps, but... But he th- doesn't shoot it very well. This is just a team that I don't know if they can overcome losing Dean Wade. Yeah. Where I think if KU lost Diedrich Lawson, for example, they could find different ways to score. Right. They, they, they could find different ways to win. Well, they've got... But I just don't know if K-State can. Yeah, and uh, boy... And right now, I don't know if they can beat the worst teams in the league without Especially him. on the road. I mean... Right. I mean, they had, they had, they, this was at home and they lost by 20 at home to a Texas team that consensus is they're going to be in the bottom five. I think I picked them eighth and they don't, they don't shoot it very well either. This, the Big 12, that opening night, that was about as ugly of an opening night as you're going to have. Iowa State winning by three, I think it was at Oklahoma or six, I think it was 69 63. Right. At Oklahoma State. And Texas Tech had a really good win in Morgantown. I think it was the first that Texas Tech has ever had yeah, there. Yeah, and boy, and I said it when I did my Big 12 picks. I had Texas Tech seventh because I thought they lost so much. You know, Zaire Smith, they lost him. They lost a couple other guys. And 
they go into Morgantown and win, but West Virginia's guards, in fact, they were saying on ESPN during halftime, the, whoever the analyst was, Sean Parham or whatever his name was, he says, their guards are terrible. And they have no guard play. And then I don't know if Kanate even played last I don't know night. if he did either. And if he doesn't play, they're not very good. West Virginia, I think I picked them sixth. Right now, I'm still I'm sticking with TCU at two. And yeah, they I, didn't play last night. Prob- Baylor didn't play last night. And probably Texas Tech. If I had to do it over again, I'd probably do I'd do uh, TCU two and then Texas Tech three. Let's just compare these teams to where they were last year, Steve. KU better or worse than last year? Probably about the same. They're I mean I don't I, say, I, I don't I know enough yet. I say they're worse, slightly worse, maybe, because but they, they're deeper because they can't shoot the three. Last year's team could just light it up from three. Oklahoma. A little better than they were last year. They're more of a team. Last year it was just right. four guys standing around watching Trey Young shoot the ball. Texas Tech, they'll probably be a little worse than they were last year, right. but last year's team was very good. Right. West Virginia, definitely worse. Yeah. Oklahoma State, I don't really know how they could be worse, but yeah. they're probably about the same at this point. Right. I mean, they're 6-7 and seven yeah. through the non-con as a Big 12 team. Yeah. Iowa State, I don't know enough about them yet. I think they're better. I think they're better. They were not very good last they year. They had some graduate transfers come in that it's really helped them. Texas, hanging around in about the same boat. Yeah, but they didn't look very good last night. K-State, worse. worse. Yeah. TCU and Baylor, I don't know enough about them yet. Yeah. But as we look at the league, this might be a year that it's pretty down. Yeah. Oh, it is down. It is down. And that's why, you know, you – People are saying this it's is gonna, still probably a five it, or six team it, or seven team tournament league. It's going to be KU's to lose, and trust me, they're going to fumble around. They're going to make it close in the end. The last two weeks, they'll be fine. They'll probably go fourteen and four, win it by two or three games. Because I think you're going to see a lot of teams. Well, from about the fourth through the tenth, taking turns beating each other. It's going to be who can win a road game because home teams. Down in the bottom half are probably going to win and then lose on the road, but somebody's got somebody's got to lose quite a few games at some point because you just can't have ten, eight and eight teams. But you know KU's going to be probably fourteen and four, so somebody's got to be down there, you know, with twelve, thirteen, fourteen losses. I see KU this year losing two games in conference play strictly on three point shooting alone, where they just have cold nights, can't make anything, well, and can't. Can't find a way to win. How long is it going to be before it's going to be nothing but 2-3 zone that the Jayhawks play against? Oh, you threw out a 3-2 at the end of the game last yeah. night. I just If I'm playing KU, I just zone them to death. I mean, I wouldn't even try playing them man-to-man. I zone them. And then, of course, the I think that what the, the opponents fear is that Diedrich Lawson is a very good passer in the post. He's just such a smooth player. Yeah. It is a goofy game and, he misses, and nobody plays like that anymore, but he man, makes he's a lot smooth. of tough shots and he misses so many easy shots though. He makes some really difficult shots last night, but God, how many two and three footers right there in the lane did he just hit right off the heel? Coming up on Saturday, every single Big 12 team will be playing. KU at Iowa State, like we mentioned. K-State going on the road to Texas Tech. That's a loss. That is a hard place to go in right now. Oklahoma State will be at OU. Baylor will be at TCU, West Virginia at Texas. I just don't know if this will be a very strong year in the Big 12. I don't think it is. I, I, I I, I need to give these teams... Four to six right. games but how, to where I can see them play a little do more. Do you see that many NBA players right now in the Big 12? Well, last year, you look up and down the rosters, and every team had one dominant player. Oh, yeah. And this year, I just don't know 
if every team has oh, that Oh, there's one. no way. There's no way. Tell me who the best player on Oklahoma State is. I don't know anybody tell me, on Oklahoma State. I was going to say, tell me. I maybe, don't know anybody on that Lindsay, team. I mean, there's Lindsey Waters. I know he's there. The guy who has the eye that's messed up. I, I, I can't. Lindy. I think his name is Lindy. Lindy Waters. Yeah, that yeah. guy. That's, that's the only one I know. Yeah. And remember, some of those guys are guys Brad Underwood brought in. That's right. I haven't seen what Illinois has been up to. Yeah. Has yeah. it been scary? Four and nine. Did they play last night? No, but I, they're they're on Saturday. But I saw they're four and nine, or maybe it's tonight they're on. I don't even think they play Saturday. I think they play t- tonight, maybe. But I saw four and nine, and one of the wins was over Vegas. But Brad Underwood, our old buddy, he's uh, finding it tough sledding in the Big Ten. Yeah, it's been an interesting start for him there. Steve, let's take a break. When we come back, I want to talk a little bullpup basketball as we change the pace here and get into play getting back underway on Friday night as they will be hosting Circle in a couple of league games next week against Augusta and El Dorado. We'll do that next. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by... Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Well, it's a one for the money, two for the show, three to get ready, now go, cat, go, but don't... Back on this afternoon, it's According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE, Jim Joyner, Steve Sell. Steve, I've been listening to a lot of Elvis lately. Really? Big fan of the king. The king. The king. Elvis yeah. Presley. Been enjoying him lately. Steve, we're going to enjoy tomorrow night as well. Oh, yeah. As we get back inside the roundhouse, it's been almost a month since we've had a McPherson High home game. Seems like it. It feels like it's been a long time since we made the long trip out to Dodge City as well. Seems like Good it. to be back home. We won't be getting back at like 1230, which makes your, Actually, your we life don't a little have, better. I don't believe we have a Friday night road game in January. Ooh. Which is good I for like us. I like the sound of that. We like that because we have to be up very early. You have to be up really, really early for the coaches show. Oh, yeah. And then the, I just show up for the coaches show. But you have to get everything ready. That's true. I'm more of the producer, runner, stage boy. And I'm just lackey. <laughs> well, Steve, as we look ahead to these two games coming up with the Circle T-Birds, on the girls' side, Circle's undefeated. And as I think back through this season, this is like the fourth or fifth time that the McPherson girls have played a team that is undefeated. So we can start off with them playing Andover, first game of the year they had right. lost. Derby, they were undefeated. Right. Bueller. They were undefeated. Right. Winfield, they were undefeated. Right. And McPherson will have a chance to spoil another perfect season for another team. On the boys' side, both teams come in at 3-3. Three and three. And one thing that we do know about Circle, they love to shoot. And in particular, one player really shoots a lot. But this is a McPherson team that is starting to find its shape, its yeah. mold. Right. And we saw that in the boys' last three games with wins over Bueller, Winfield, and Dodge City. And the other thing we know, this is a McPherson team that hasn't been able to really put teams away yet. Nobody's been able to put them away, which is good. Yeah. But they haven't been able to put anybody away yet. So we might have another shootout coming up on Friday, but I think this team needed the break. 
They needed to get healthy. They needed to get everybody a little more confidence. And now, I think that Dodge City game is going to give this team a different spirit, a different feeling. You don't feel as good after beating Bueller and Winfield, and especially in the way they did where they had to claw and scratch. Yeah. But Dodge City, that was a good win. And maybe that gets some confidence rolling with this bunch. Well, and my, even more confidence. What I'm looking most to on Friday is Jake Alexander. How that ankle is. I, I haven't really been to practice to see how he's moving around. But Jake's got to be Jake. He has not been Jake all year because he's been hurt all year. And, and let's be clear, saying he hasn't been Jake yet this year, he's scoring 14 points per game. Yeah. And one of the games, he... Scored three points in the first minute, then got hurt. Right. And so, didn't play the rest yeah, of it. Yeah, so his numbers are skewed a little bit. But Jake, this is a guy I thought every game he could go for 30. If he was, if he got it going, he could go for 30. He's just He's been playing on one leg basically the whole year. Hopefully, you know, the time off healed him up a little bit and uh, got everybody. I think the break came, even though they had a good win against Dodge City, I think the break came at a good time. Yeah. I really do. I think these guys needed – for one thing, the football guys on the team needed the break. Yeah. Because they've been going they went straight from football to basketball. They didn't really have any time off, and I think their bodies just needed to heal. One thing this Bullpup Boys team has got to do, we're not to the second half of the year like some people think we are. <laughs> we're at the 30% spot of the year, but they've got to develop some three-point shooting. You yeah. just can't win games. They've made 19 threes in not, 6 games. 19 out of 94. And that's that's what three a game. This is a team just that, over three a game. This is a team that sometimes made 10, 11 threes a game. Those threes add up pretty fast. And remember the Dodge City game; they scored eighty-seven points and we, made two threes. Yeah, two threes. And this is a team that is good at getting the ball inside and scoring at yeah. the rim. But Coach Kinnaman, if you read my preseason today, he says I really thought this was going to be a really really good shooting team. We haven't shown it yet. I still believe it's going to be a good shooting team, but the shots just haven't fallen yet. And the Bullpups have been spending most of the time now pounding it inside. Cody Stuffelbean has just been an absolute beast. 36 out of 46 from the field. <laughs> 46 shots in six games. That tells me he needs to be getting 10 to 15 shots a game, and he's getting about seven. He needs to be getting the rock. Get him down inside. To be fair, he's been in foul trouble several games, and he's going to have to learn how to stay out of foul trouble. But when you're shooting 78%, you need more touches. On the girls' side, they struggled shooting from three early on as well, but they have started to line it up a little bit. Last two games, they have made nine threes each, and the game at Dodge City was a little bit of an outlier because they had to rely on really just two players to do the bulk of the scoring with Emma Reynolds and Lakin Schieferick, but that's not the dynamic of this team. That's not uh, their mold. That's not their personality this year. The way they play is you got eight or ten girls that are going to score, they're all going to hover from 4 to 10 points right. with maybe one sitting at about 15, and that's been the mold that's given them so much success. Now, the good thing about that team is they have a lot of players that if you needed them to, could give you 20. Well, They and they might have 12 players that could give you 20 if you need it. Yeah, that's what happened at Dodge City. She freaking Ruddle with 21 apiece. Of course, there was no Cassie Cooks out at Dodge. Hopefully, I haven't talked to Coach Strathman as far as her status. Have you talked to him about that yet? No. He'll be in tomorrow to talk to you about right. that. Right. So we're not sure what her status is. Hopefully she's, you know, she had a foot injury. Hopefully she's back to full health because that just gives the bullpups that much more depth. But uh, 
this is going to be a fun game on Friday. This is this was the game of the year for Circle last year. They failed miserably, but this team has got some really serious talent. They've got three of the best players that we'll see all year in the uh, Batgirl, Potter, and who am I leaving? Mallory Cowman. Yeah, but yet there's the Kelly girl is their third leading scorer. Kelsey Kelly. Kelsey Kelly. Right. So KK, she's you know, she can light it up. This is a circle team that they've looked pretty good through their first six games. They played Rose Hill at the very beginning of the year. Rose Hill yeah. is not great. Then they played in a little tournament. I think they call it the Bluebird Classic, where they match up with teams from the Southeast Kansas League. Right. So they played Independence, Ugh. the Indy Bulldogs, yeah. who might be about as good as the football team, and won by 30. They played Labette, who was a state semifinalist but, last year and the no, year before. But no Tristan Gag. And they won 31-24. to Yeah. Then they played Parsons and won in double overtime, 60-51. to And then in their two league games, for a little more easier comparison, they beat Augusta 36-24, who many people think will be the third best team in the league, right. and then beat El Dorado by 22, who many people believe will be the worst team in the league. Yeah, and, and those games where they're only scoring 36 and... 31. That, 31. That that raises red flags for me, but remember the Beck girl did not play in four of their six games. I don't know. She was their leading scorer last year, 13 a game, and has right. only played in two games. Yeah, but Coach Stradman apparently believes she's going to play against the Bullpups because he mentioned her in the scouting report. So this will be another fun matchup tomorrow, and it's funny to look at the circle numbers over the last couple of years. And, of course, McPherson has been – them and Bishop Miege were the two most dominant teams the last few years yeah. in 4A Division One, But Circle is right there yeah. with them. and you got to get over the stigma. There's a stigma when you say, oh, Circle, Tawanda, you blink and you miss the town. Well, they don't. They get kids from around Tawanda. I mean, it's not like every El Dorado, kid, yeah, Wichita. But, yeah, it's not like every kid on the team is from Tawanda because it's like... There's probably like one kid on the team from Tawanda. Yeah, Tawanda. But anyway... There's this stigma, oh, circle, geez, that's a, you know, they're ham and eggers. Well, that's not the case. <laughs> that is not the case at all. And the, and the boys game, you're going to see a guy, Jude Warren. Who hey, just, Jude. Hey, Jude just absolutely fires it with no conscience. And he, he'll take, he took 36 shots in a game this year. So it be interesting to see who the Bullpups put on him. And uh, defensively, uh, I don't know, you know, with Jake being hurt, you know, not 100%. I don't think it'll be Jake. I could be wrong. but uh, You've never been wrong before. I've never barely been right. So, anyway, be interesting to see how the Bullpups match up defensively. But this, both teams are very similar, and they've been in every game. They're both 3-3. Three and three. Um, Do you remember what happened when the boys played circle last year in the regular season finale? I don't. You remember the 14 out of 20 oh, okay. from three in That's the first right. half? Yeah, 14 threes. Yeah. Seven out of 10 from three in the first quarter, seven out of 10 That's from right. three in the second quarter. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But uh, it seems like Circle always has one really super score. Cal Hartley before yeah. Jude Warren. Uh, you know, Cal Hartley lit it up for like 28 points a game. So they seem to feature one the guy. The Trey Young offense. Yeah, the Trey Young offense. So get to the roundhouse Friday. Should be a couple of really great games. We're looking forward to it. People are chomping at the bit to get out. And, oh, I know. And, and you know, it's the weather's going to be nice. There's no reason. I mean, it's not going to be too cold to get out. So get out early. Uh, you know, hopefully the roundhouse will be warmed up. Hopefully have the heat turned on. And I doubt that. I doubt that. That's why I wear my long johns at the roundhouse. We'll take one more break and be back after this. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. 
You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 12.30 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Wrapping up today's According to Jim, 96.7 FM KBBE. Steve, we've got the owners in town here yeah. for the rest of this week. Jerry and Diane Davies, the oh, long yeah. trip from Thousand Oaks, California. Oh, yeah. They brought up an idea in one of our sales meetings earlier this morning. We're saying, all right, what do we got to do to get the people going? And one of them, I don't remember who it was, said, what if we do like a golf trip to Florida and people <laughs> register to go play golf with Jim and Steve? And I said, you know, I don't know if anybody would pay for it, but are you cool with maybe going to Florida? Well, you know, I, I didn't know if I was going to make another airplane trip but uh, <laughs> after my last excursion, but uh, hey, why not? I think we should we should push for it. Who wants to go golf with Jim and Steve at TPC Sawgrass? There you go. We could just pick the biggest and most expensive courses too. That's right. I'm but sure maybe they would buy love, a beach. I'm sure they would love that. What would you think about a little trip to the beach? Oh, I like the beach. Have you ever been to the beach? Oh yeah. Which beach? In Hawaii. Oh yeah. How was that? Oahu. Oh yeah. What about a, a more American beach? Not saying Hawaii is not, but in the continent itself. No. This area? No. Have you ever been to a state with a beach? Probably. I'm sure Missouri's got Texas? Haven't been to Texas. Louisiana? No. Alabama? No, no. Mississippi? No, I don't go south. Florida? You have I, been to Florida. I've been to Florida, you but... You just didn't, didn't go to the no, beach. No, I went to all the golf courses. You stayed in Central Florida. Yeah, I did. How about Georgia? No. South or North Carolina? I, I haven't been back east. I went to New York City one time, and it was in... When it was cold. So you didn't go swimming. No. What about California? I uh, went to California when I was 10. Did you go to the beach? No. Did you go to Disneyland? Yes. Oh, look at that. I'm yeah. on top of yeah. it. Yeah, we went to An- we went to uh, Anaheim Angels game. Oh, that's cool. I went to an Anaheim Angels game as well on a trip to Disneyland. Dick Allen was playing for uh, the White Sox, and he was one of my favorite players. I saw the Royals play the Angels really? out there. Okay. Also saw Hideo Nomo pitch for the Dodgers at Dodger Stadium. Okay. Big time, big trip. So let's plan a trip, Steve. What do you What do you say? Sure. We can why We not? can gather the troops. Sure. If anything, just Coach Kinnaman will bid on it, and he'll go with us. Oh yeah. We could work with that. Yeah. All right, Steve. Tomorrow on the show, we've got NFL football to talk about. We've got bullpup basketball. We've got Big Twelve basketball. Ton going on this weekend, and we'll dive into all of that tomorrow afternoon. Wrapping up today's show for Steve Sell. I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to According to Jim. We'll talk to you tomorrow. According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell was brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. Make sure to listen to According to Jim every weekday from 1230 to 1 p.m. right here on 96.7 FM KBBE.